Today, the title of my sermon is Jesus is our Jubilee. Jesus is our Jubilee. This will be the last sermon on the book of Leviticus. So please open your Bibles uh, to chapter 25 and we're going to run through this whole chapter and see you know, what Jubilee is all about. What is the year of Jubilee about and how is it significant to us today? You see, the year of Jubilee is actually a happy day. God's plan is for everything to be restored to its normal. It's like a reset button. No one who is poor will forever be poor. And no one who is a slave will forever be a slave. And no one who is in debt will always be in debt. So what is God's plan? His plan is every seven years, the people will give rest to its land and no one will work. No one will plant or reap from their land. So for six years, you can sow your fields and work on it with all your heart. But on the seventh year, you have to rest. You have to rest. So in uh, chapter 25, uh, verse 1 to 7, okay, uh, let's read it together. It says, The Lord said to Moses at Mount Sinai, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, When you enter the land I'm going to give you, the land itself must observe a Sabbath to the Lord. For six years, sow your fields, and for six years, prune your vineyards and gather their crops. But in the seventh year, the land is to have a year of Sabbath rest, a Sabbath to the Lord. Do not sow your fields or prune your vineyards. Do not reap what grows of it itself or harvest the grapes of your untended vines. The land is to have a year of rest. Verse 6, Whatever the land yields during the Sabbath year will be food for you, for yourself, for your male and female servants, and the hard worker and temporary resident who live among you, as well as for your livestock and the wild animals in your land. Whatever the land produces may be eaten. Whatever the land produces may be eaten. So my first point for today's message is Jubilee is a time of rest. Jubilee is a time of rest. You, need, you see, we all need rest. Everybody needs rest. Not only physical rest, but also spiritual rest. Many of us today are spiritually worn down, and yet we keep on pressing on and pressing on. But you know, it takes faith, F-A-I-T-H, faith to rest and trust God that He will take care of you. Rest comes when we truly believe that God is the strength of our life. It just dawned on me that 2020, if you look at it, was really a year of rest for all of us because of the COVID um, virus. The whole, almost two, the whole uh, 2020 up to now, we've been on lockdown and we've been constrained uh, not to leave the country. We really had to be careful. But the question is, did we really rest. To rest is to trust God. 
And there is where faith comes in, that we can trust that God is the one who will provide. If he says we must rest, then we must rest. So the next question is that people will ask, you know, is how will we survive on the seventh year if we, the whole land will rest? Okay, so in verse 20, <clears throat> this is what it says. You may ask, what will we eat in the seventh year if we do not plant or harvest our crops? This is what God said. God said in verse 21, he said, I will send you such a blessing in the sixth year that the land will yield enough for three years. While you plant during the eighth year, you will be eating from the old crop and will continue to eat from it until the harvest of the ninth year comes in. So in, so in short, God will allow the land to grow on its own and whatever grows on its own is food for you and your family and your servants and animals. In short, whatever the land produces on its own, you can eat it. Now the next question is, when does the jubilee year happen? Now when does this jubilee year happen? Now this we can uh, learn from verse 8 to verse 12. This is what God said. Count of seven. Seven Sabbath years. That means seven times seven years. So that the seven Sabbath years amount to a period of 49 years. Then have the trumpet sounded everywhere on the tenth day of the seventh month, on the day of atonement. Sound the trumpet throughout your land. Consecrate the fiftieth year and proclaim liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you. Each of you is to return to your family property and to your own clan. The 50th year shall be a jubilee for you. So do not sow and do not reap what grows of itself or harvest the untended vines. For it is a jubilee and is to be holy for you. Eat only what is taken directly from the fields. So when does the jubilee year happen? In short, on the 50th year. So after seven Sabbath years, meaning seven times seven years, which is 49 years, on the 50th year, we shall cel celebrate the Jubilee year. So in those times, the Jubilee year will be something that a lot of us would be looking forward to. No? Many people will be excited about the Jubilee year. This is something we would be hoping for. So what's the lesson we can learn from rest? What's the lesson we could learn from our first point today about rest? Well, we can learn that we can truly rest in God because we can count on Him to provide for our needs. And to rest is to trust God. It's a time of trusting God. Remember, it is not your work that provides for you. It is God that provides for you. Again, remember, it is not your work that provides for you. 
but it is God that provides for you. I'd like to share a, uh, a story. Okay? There was once a man who had a dream at night. No? God had appeared to him and said, Tomorrow, I want you to push this big rock outside with all your might. Okay? So this young man, when he woke up the next morning, he went out with the heat no? in it. No? The, the sunlight was on him. So he was pushing the rock with all his might. Then he came home. He was tired, body pain, okay? And he knew nothing happened. No? The rock did not move. So for many years, he repeated it again and again. You know, imagine just pushing that rock every day, pushing that rock. And after a few years, he became discouraged. No, he became discouraged. So um, he talked to God. He said, Lord, I want to give up, okay? I've given this my best for many years. I have obeyed you by pushing the rock, and it has not even moved a single bit. Hindi siya gumalaw, Lord, kahit konti. has not moved. So God appeared and said, My son, I asked you to serve me, and you accepted it. I told you to push the big rock, but you know, I never expected that you would move it. So God was saying, your role is to obey and just push the rock. Because me as God, my role is to move the rock. And God said, have you not seen how you have grown yourself through the many years of pushing the rock? Meron ka lang abs. Not like mine. I have one big ab. You have big chest muscles now. Your hands are firm. Your, your legs are stronger. So God said, you know, when you face this big rock, it has made you strong and mature, and now you are ready for bigger things in life. You have not moved the rock because it's not your job. Moving the rock is God's job. And our job is to push, to trust, and obey Him. My friends, don't get frustrated in life. And always remember, our job is to obey, is to push, is to trust in God. No matter how difficult life may be for you today, no matter what you are facing today, continue to exercise your faith by pushing forward and trusting God to move the big rock in your life. So God calls us to rest in Him, and to rest is to trust God that He will move the big rock in His time, in His time. <clears throat> In verse 10, it says, Consecrate the 50th year and proclaim the liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you. Each of you is to return to your family property and to your own clan. Then, 
I'd like to read from verse 39 onwards. It says, If any of your fellow Israelites become poor and sell themselves to you, do not make them work as slaves. They are to be treated as hard workers or temporary residents among you. They are to work for you until the year of Jubilee. Then they and their children are to be released and they will go back to their own clans and to the property of their ancestors. Because the Israelites are my servants, whom I brought out of Egypt, they must not be sold as slaves, so do not rule over them ruthlessly, but fear your God. So the second point for today's message is Jubilee is a time to proclaim liberty throughout the land, now which we read in verse 10. You see, it's a time for releasing your slaves. It's a time for a fresh start. And I'm reminded here that we have to treat people with respect. Uh, do not be unkind, do not be ruthless, but fear your God. You see, when you have people working for you, treat them as people. Do not treat them as less. Treat them with respect. It doesn't mean if you're the boss, you can speak down to your employees. Treat others fairly and give them fair wages. And this is what God wants. Be a blessing because God has blessed you. You know, in Ephesians 4.32, I'm reminded that we have to be kind. We have to be tender-hearted. Forgive each other as Christ has forgiven you. And also, in Matthew 18, verse 21 to 22, do you know this verse? You know, uh, it was saying, Up to how many times shall I forgive? No? Up to seven times? You know, in uh, their culture, that, you know, three times and you're out. No? Three times, you're out. So the one who was asking this about seven times, he thought he was being uh, generous. Because he was saying, should I forgive him seven times? But you know, uh, Jesus said, it should be 70 times seven, which is, how many times should you forgive? 490 times. But, of course, it's not literal. No, you don't count, oh, it's already 408, no, 489. So one more mistake and you're out. The point actually is don't count. Okay, the point is don't count the mistakes of others against you. But forgive. Forgive. Be a forgiver. I think there will be people thinking, of course, those who receive forgiveness on the year of Jubilee, no, they will be looking forward to that no, on the 50th year that you know, all your debts will be forgiven, okay, and you will be set free, you will not be a slave anymore. But how about the other side of the story? How about the people who will be giving up their slaves, giving up their lands, giving up their possessions and money, will they also be looking forward to the year of the Jubilee? Is it that easy to just forgive people of their, uh, um, their debt 
towards you or yung utang towards you? Actually, no. The answer is no. I don't think it is easy to forgive debts. Actually, I think it's hard to forgive. But if you are a true follower of Christ, that's our calling card. We are called to be forgiving because Jesus died on the cross for us. And it, was, it wasn't also easy for him. It was a hard death. He died a terrible death. But he did it because he loves you and me. And the truth is, when we forgive others, it sets you free. If you forgive others, it sets you free. You know, the verse, uh, verse 10, the, the phrase there, proclaim liberty throughout the land, is actually inscribed on the Philadelphia Liberty Bell, which was rung on July 8, 1776, in Philadelphia, USA. You know, this ringing of the bell was done to hear the first public reading of the Declaration of Independence. And I was just so amazed to find out about that fact, that this verse in Leviticus 25, verse 10, it was inscribed in that bell because it was proclaiming that there will be no more slaves. And it's the same thing when Jesus comes or when you accept Jesus, okay, your sins are forgiven and we will be freed from the bondage of sin. The Jubilee is about proclaiming liberty throughout the land. No more slavery. God wants to give us a fresh start. He wants us to be restored. So what's the lesson we can learn from this? The lesson is Christ came to die on the cross so that we can be set free from sin. In the same manner we have experienced God's grace and love. We must also set people free in grace and love. In the same manner that you have um, experienced yung grace and yung love, yung pagmamahal ni God, then we must also learn to forgive others and set them free. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Treat people with respect and kindness. Now let's go uh, moving forward to verse 13 to 17. It says, In this year of Jubilee, everyone is, re is to return to their own property. If you sell land to any of your own people or buy land from them, do not take advantage of each other. You are to buy from your own people on the basis of the number of years since the Jubilee. And they are to sell to you on the basis of the number of years left for harvesting crops. So when the years are many, you are to increase the price. When the years are few, you are to decrease the price. Because what is really being sold to you is the number of crops. So verse 17, do not take advantage of each other. But fear your God, I am the Lord your God. So the third point for today is 
Jubilee is a time of restoration. It's a time of restoration. So when doing business, no, for those who are doing business today, you know, a lot of us were doing buy and sell, online selling, you know, we're starting uh, you know, business just to stay alive. When doing business, we must be fair. Do not cheat people. So in verse 13 to 17, what, it's selling, what it is saying is, if you are selling your land, okay, and if you know the 50th year is already coming, example, you're selling on the 45th year, and on the 50th year, it's, it's the Jubilee year, you know that the land will be returned to you. So you have to sell it at a low price. Because the person who's going to buy it can only use it for five years. So that's what verse 13 to 17 is saying. You have to sell... If you're going to sell your land, you have to sell it according to the number of years left before the Jubilee. Because on the Jubilee year, the land that you have sold will be restored back to its original owner. Babalik siya. Okay? Why? Because in verse 23, it says, The land must not be sold permanently. Because, God says, the land is mine. And you reside in my land as foreigners and strangers. As foreigners and strangers. You see, when um, the people entered the promised land, God gave all of the tribes, all of the people, a small piece of land. Okay? And that is for them to use. But some of them, when they go on hard times, they would have to sell it. But what God um, put as a, on the Jubilee years, even if you sell it, it's really just like lease. You, can, you just lease it out. Because on the Jubilee year, on the 50th year, it must be returned to the owner. So what's the lesson we can learn from this? God reminds us today, the land is mine. Everything that we have belongs to God. Again, listen. Huh? Everything that we have belongs to God. It's a time of restoring the land back to God's people. Even though we can't pay back, we cannot pay back our debt. God wipes away our debts and restores us. So in principle, the land can never be sold. It can only be leased. Because on the 50th year, the land will be restored to its original owner. You see, God wants to remind us today, we are only sojourn sojourners or visitors. The land that we have, the things that we have, everything belongs to God. Lahat ng meron tayo. Everything that we have belongs to God. If we have this kind of mindset that everything that we have belongs to God, then we have to um, keep in mind that don't hold on to the things that you have too tightly. Don't love this world. Don't sacrifice your integrity, yung pangalan mo, by stealing from your employer. Don't sacrifice your purity 
to commit immorality just to satisfy your lust. My friends, we are only visitors in this world. And God is more important than money, sex, and power. I think the temptation that we face in this world is living with misplaced values. We have forgotten to keep what is precious, precious. And sometimes it's because the world is very tempting. You know, we start with the right heart. But as we grow, sometimes our priorities change. You see, when we are young, money and fame is important to us you know, when you're young. When we get older, I'd say money and fame are also important. But you tend to reflect and you say family is also important. But when you're dying, you realize family, family, family. And time, time, time is what we realize is truly important. My friends, everything that you have belongs to God. So keep your priorities right. God, family. Work, ministry, friends. Keep your priorities right. My last point to end is Jubilee is actually a time of rejoicing. No? Why? Because Jesus is the Jubilee. He is the fulfillment of the promise given in the Old Testament. And this year of Jubilee is a foreshadowing of what Jesus was going to do for us on the cross. It's a foreshadowing of what Jesus was going to do for us on the cross. You see, itong uh, year of Jubilee, this is what God wanted um, the Israelites to do. But we never really knew if the Israelites obeyed. Okay, So we didn't know if this year of Jubilee um, was done or obeyed by his people but we know in the new testament jesus fulfilled this because jesus is the jubilee that has wiped away our debts freed us from the slavery of sin restored us to be his child and promised us a new home in heaven my friends keep this in mind you know jesus is our jubilee who shows us grace, love, and forgiveness. Again, Jesus is our Jubilee, who shows us grace, love, and forgiveness. Grace, something given to us that we don't deserve. Love by dying on the cross, even though we are unworthy. Forgiven, even if we are guilty as dirt. Today, we are reminded in the midst of COVID and all the pain and suffering that we are going through. First, we can rest because we have a God that we can trust. I hope we keep this in mind today. I think with this COVID situation, it has really made us um, think about life because we thought we were, no, nung January, February, we thought, 
we're all right as a country. Now we thought, I thought we were over the COVID surge, but then March, April, boom. And it got me thinking again that life is really um, precious. At the same time, it's not under our control. So my friends, if you have been affected by COVID, you are struggling with um, anxiety, you're scared of the future, I hope you can find rest in God because God is the only one that we could trust in to give us that peace that we are looking for. Second, forgive others in the same manner that Jesus forgave us. Life is too short no? to be forever angry at your parents, to forever be angry at your siblings, or to be angry at uh, church mates or even office mates. If you have accepted Jesus already, then our calling card is we should learn to forgive others. Third, everything that we think we own actually belongs to God. In short, everything that you have belongs to God. So reprioritize your life today. Put God first, and you will see how blessings will come into your life. And lastly, we can rejoice because in Jesus, there is no more pain and no more suffering. So a question I want us to reflect on today is do you want to find rest in the midst of COVID? Do you want to forgive and be set free? Do you want to set your priorities right? Then my answer or our application that I want to share to us today is get right with Jesus. Yes, get right with Jesus. He is our Jubilee. Get right with him. You know, in Psalms 1, it says, Blessed is the man who delights in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his word day and night. My friends, we have to find that delight again. We have to find that passion again, that first love when we started to read his word when we were a new Christian. Get right with Jesus today. Meditate on his word day and night. Read it and you will experience once again yung power of his word. And in Matthew 6.33, Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. My friends, today is the time to get right with Jesus. Maybe you have a struggle right now. You have lost hope. You have lost the desire to live. You have lost your job. You have, maybe you have lost a loved one to COVID. Maybe your family is falling apart because of financial reasons. Whatever you're going through, God knows your pain. And you know the only answer that I see today is get right with Jesus. Get right with Jesus who is our Jubilee. Delight in His Word. Find and look for that desire. Have that expectant heart that God will speak to you through His Word, the Bible. You know, that's what I've been going through for the past week also. 
I've been looking at His Word again, expecting God to speak to me again. Because sometimes you just lose that passion for His Word. But the key word is delight in His Word. Delight in His Word is to enjoy that time with God again, that unhurried time. It is to chew on God's Word and apply it. Get right with Jesus. Seek first God in all the things that you do. What does that mean? It means we have to evaluate our life, rearrange our priorities in life. It is to make the choice to put God first above all. It's easy to say, no, I put God first, but look at your life, really. Is God really the first above all priorities? It is to acknowledge that God is God and everything that we have belongs to Him. Our time, our abilities, our wealth, our health, it belongs to God. My friends, let's learn also to forgive others and to love others selflessly. Let's put God first above all. So get right with Jesus today. God bless.